All right, welcome back, Cuzzies. How are we all doing? All right, we have a great episode ready for you today. We're going to talk about some of the Disney parks. Um, you know, we're coming live with Theme Park Stud and Coaster Bro, and we have our buddy Jeff with us again for the second installment with Jeff. Everyone say hi. Hey. Hi. <laughs> all right. What's up, guys? What are we doing today? All right, so kind of the rundown of what we're going to be talking about. Um, the three of us, we've gone through this, like, we have a unique experience in that the three of us have been to Disney World, but the first time we went was in our 20s. You know, when people talk about Disney World, they go as a kid or they go with their families, but we were just kind of single bros that just went and had a good time. Um, so talking a little bit about that, and then the main part of this show is going to be us ranking the parks with a ranking system that we'll explain a little bit later, but um, talking about how we would rank it and then collectively um, how we'd all rank it together. So uh, just excited to get this started. All right. So my first question for all of you is why the hell did it take us so long to get to Disney World? Well, um, my mom always said we we're going to go, but no. So <laughs> that's why I never. Sure blame it on your mom. No, for real. I mean, I, I do blame it on my mom. I always I give her crap for it now. I was like, you know, I'm one of the few people that worked in the theme park industry, you know, in Kansas City, in Orlando. And the first time I go to Disney is because I moved down there for a job. So um, I, I give her crap for it all the time. She, she laughs about it. Um, her name is Julie. She's amazing. She's a good mom. But oh, Julie's the best. We need to get Julie on a show. Oh, Lord. Just going to point that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Love Julie. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's why I didn't. So the first time I went was uh, when I moved down there. But actually, um, I went to Epcot my second day down there. And then the first time I went to, like, Magic Kingdom was about a year after because I waited for the Coaster Bro to come down. So that's yeah. why it took me so long. So, Jeff, what about you? What took you so long? Uh, well, the, the dominant portion of my childhood was spent playing soccer year-round. Uh, parents are hardworking folks. Uh, didn't really appreciate it till I was an adult, uh, seeing just how much it costs just to play seasons, tournaments, uh, all the camps they sent me to. Um, so we didn't really do a lot of the, the traditional family vacations, I'd say. Um, if we did, it was generally visiting family in other states, which we still hit parks. We just, for one reason or another, Disney was never on the agenda. And uh, just seeing uh, just how much of a bill it can run up uh, for, a fa you know, for myself, I uh, can't imagine my parents covering for it with everything else they were, they were looking after for me and my brother. So um, no, not really, you know, mad about it, but uh, I, I certainly understand it. It's just kind of the way it felt. Yeah, like, mine is actually like a combination of both of yours. Like, <laughs> parents always said we'd go, and then, like, baseball, football, like, I was in part of a bunch of traveling, like, sports and, you know, Little League. And it was like my, you know, all of our vacations were going to Nevada, Missouri to play baseball and to drink, like, really shitty, like, sulfur water, you know. So, like, that's just kind of how it was. Like, I wanted to play all these sports. So, kind of took precedence. But, like, it kind of made going to Disney World the first time like a a special deal. Like yeah, I know like theme park stud, him and I went to Magic Kingdom, like 
Peter said was already in Orlando, but he waited for me to move to Atlanta to come down and we went to Magic Kingdom together. <laughs> yeah, we did all four parks on that trip. We we marathoned it all. We did Hollywood Studios and Epcot. I mean Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom all in one day. A full day at Epcot and a full day in Magic Kingdom. So we we did it just like every tourist, so that that was very long. Um, Dude, that, that was a bad idea, but it was, but it was a good time. It was, it was definitely a special moment. So, um, yeah, yeah we, today we just kind of want to talk about that and kind of get in the nitty gritty of that. So, Costa Braille, how, how's this going to work? What are we doing? All right. So, as far as the rubric, I have to give a shout out to my wife who's uh, sitting off screen here and going to be taking our scores. But we have put a rubric together. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to take all four parks and we are going to be dividing it and ranking. Um, basically different segments of the park. So we're going to go down the list of the food and beverage. Um, so this would include like alcoholic beverages, like specialty beverages, if you're wanting to put those in there. Um, at each park, ranking it one through three. We go through shows, which would also include the nighttime spectaculars. Uh, just the general theme of the park, maybe themed areas, kind of however you want to interpret that and then the rides and attractions of each park. So we have four categories, four parks. And what's kind of unique about this is the three of us have all had kind of different experiences. So Theme Park Stud at one point was a local in Orlando. So we got to visit the parks quite a bit and kind of get to know them a little bit. Um, me, Costa Bro, I was, I lived eight hours away and now you know, I'm in Kansas City. So I go a lot, but like, you know, I'm lucky to get down there once a year, maybe. And then Jeff, actually, he went down for the first time in October. So he only got to experience each park for, did you spend a full day at each park, Jeff? Or Yeah, I'd say we didn't, uh, we didn't, uh, actually, no, we did have, we did get the, the five-day option. I'm just, I'm struggling to remember which park we used it on. So you, um, you definitely visited one park twice. Yeah, but I've I've been to all of them at least once. Oh yeah, no no no! I remember we went to Epcot for the second time. My bad. So oh, yeah, that's the decided, obvious choice. We decided on that because we went during food and wine, and uh, I would say if you've never been or have been at least to the parks in general, uh, Epcot's food and wine is worth going all by itself. I think it's one of the best events of all U.S. parks. Yeah, and I would agree with that. But um, yeah, we're going to go through it like that. And basically what we'll do is individually we'll score it and then we'll kind of find out based on this rubric what our favorite parks are. And then at the end, we're going to go ahead and just mash all of our scores together and give you a Coaster Cuzzies ranking. All right, Cuzzies. So let's jump in. What we're going to do, we're going to start with the categories. So we're gonna start with food, and then what we'll do is we'll go through each park, um, their food options, and uh, give it a ranking, one out of three. So let's go ahead and start with Animal Kingdom. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Um, I, I'm gonna give it a, a two for me for Animal Kingdom. Um, now, granted, I've only ate and drank at a few places there. Um, I've ate at Yak and Yeti, um, which is fantastic. Um, the 
a little bit of Asian like little cuisine there. Um, the food was pretty good. I remember getting the egg rolls and um, they definitely tied me over while I was, uh, you know, re ready to get in line for Expedition Everest. So I was totally fine with that. And then um, I've gotten, I've gotten drinks at a couple of places. Um, I remember in Nomads, which is like a little bar that's kind of close to Pandora. Um, and that's a good spot to kind of stop at as low. It's like a full service bar, has a lot of drinks there. I usually get a nice little mojito there and it's pretty good. Um, and then I don't remember exactly the name of it, but there is a little beer cart that's outside of Flight of Passage. Um, usually I stock up and kind of do a double fist and get two of the 22 ounce uh, green beers that they have there um, just to kind of drink and wait out the line through Flight of Passage, which is usually about two and a half hours, three hours long. So it usually ties me through that. So, and there's a bathroom in the line, so like, why not? Uh, there is no bathroom in the line. Uh, at least the last time I wrote it, there wasn't. I must say, added. there was one right in the middle, actually. So keep an eye out for what? it next time. No, there is. I don't know if it was added late, but there is one. Yeah, it must have been out of late because the last the last few times I've been, which has been, I mean, it's been a, a few years now, but does there was not a bathroom because there's plenty of times me and my friends were about to wet ourselves just wait, <laughs> but it was totally worth it. So. I mean, that, that beer cart was worth it. Mm-hmm. All right, so what'd you give it again? A two. Two? Yeah. Um, I'm also, I'm also going to agree with you on that. I almost gave it a one, um, but I do like Yak and Yeti, the quick service. Like, every time I go there, I get some fried rice, and I get some egg rolls, and it's pretty good. And I do like that, you know, they do have beer available. And I've never actually ate at, like, Flame Tree Barbecue, but I want to eat it one time. It's just every time I've gone, I've gone the off season and, you know, it wasn't open. So kind of, kind of weird, but um, on top of that, and, you know, just kind of watching videos online and seeing Pandora has some like fun food options that it might be kind of gross, but it's unique. Um, I don't know. I, I go ahead and just note it up, give it a two, especially since you can drink beer in line at Flight of Passage, like theme parks does so. it. Yes, and I just I just looked it up. Costa Brew is correct. Um, they they have added a bathroom in the middle of the queue. That's something they added in um, 2019. So it's always sounds like some folks have wet themselves from the beer card idea. I wish they had that back in 2017 when I went there. So. <laughs> Would have been nice. All right, Jeff, you're up. Yeah, so um, I'm probably also gonna settle on a two for this. Uh, the only place I consumed anything while we were at uh, Animal Kingdom was the Satuli Canteen uh, back in Pandora. Um, to liken it to something, it was a lot like uh, going to Chipotle or Qdoba, something like that, a, a fast casual where you kind of get to customize a, a bowl with, um, you know, some kind of grain. Uh, the, most of the options, I believe, were rice, uh, a protein, um, and some veggies. Uh, they had some really, really good desserts there. Everything's pretty modern looking, and um, it was very, very delicious, um, very visually pleasing. Um, I, just for the sake of knowing what I ate at some of the other parks, it wasn't, you know, the runaway favorite, but it was, it was very, very good. Um, I would say it was probably a little on the higher end as far as price goes, but it was also a you know, one of the sit-down options. So that's kind of the trend I noticed is um, food at those options tended to be higher in price. 
Um, but it was, you know, very, very much worth the experience in my opinion. Nice. Yeah, that's some good insight on that restaurant because I'd never been there. So that's good. All right, let's move on to Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios uh, theme park stuff. Let's, let's keep it going. All right. Well, I'm going to give this one a one for me. Um, now, granted, I'm going to say this straight up. I really have not ate there too often. I can't remember the last time I ate there. Um, so I don't even really know any of the restaurant names. Also, when I did go to Hollywood Studios, this was way before Pixar Land opened and um, Galaxy Edge opened. So um, I kind of avoided that park for a lot of reasons, just because there wasn't a lot to do there during my time when I lived there. Um, so I really don't have a lot to say for this park. Um, I do remember one time getting a drink there. Um, it was over by, it was in like the 50s, kind of, uh, um, kind of by the sci-fi diner. Um, in that area. I don't, again, I don't remember the name of it. Um, the drink was good. Um, this is back in 2014. So this, this is, you know, six years ago at this point, but, um, it was literally around almost six years ago to this date, actually. Um, and, uh, so, but other than that, I didn't really ever get food there. So I can't really say much about it. Oh, there was one time I did get a burger and fries over by that little, uh, quick service restaurant that's near, um, um, the insurance fantasmic and stuff um i think i was with you coaster bro when we did that and yeah i think it was called rosie's was the place yeah it might have been that um, i don't know again i'll give it a one it's a you know, typical burger you get at um any kind of quick service restaurant in disney and up and over the top so i'm sure things are better now i'm sure there's a few other restaurants i'm sure there's probably people that are like oh my god this is one i really like but i just mm-hmm. never it. so it's a one for me yeah, I'm going to go with you on that. I'm actually going to say one as well. Um, Copycat. And, yeah, no, sorry. Now, we are we are kind of rating this in its current state, so it's kind of tough because, again, like I haven't been since, I think, 2014 as well because the whole park, like half of the park has been closed down. So, like, it just reopened with everything. But you've got some highlights, but they're all, like, fine dining or brand new. So you've got, like, pizza Rizzo's, but, like, I don't think I'd ever eat there. Um, it's just basic pizza, being to Muppets, Woody's Lunchbox. Like, there's some cool stuff there, but I don't have a desire to go eat there. So, um, I've got to give it a one because, like, if we were if we were to walk in that park together and somebody said, "Let's eat blank," I'd say, "Okay." So, nothing gets me excited there. What do you got, Jeff? Yeah. So uh, funny you mentioned Pizza Rizzo because that is where we <laughs> ate. Um, <laughs> I and honestly, I couldn't remember where we ate. Like, I had to look up their list of restaurants to see what jogged my memory, and that that was it. Um, because I mean, it was, I mean, it wasn't bad pizza, but it was a forgettable meal. It was amusement park pizza and a salad. It yeah. wasn't. It didn't blow me away or anything. It was, I mean, reasonably priced. So if you just need a quick bridge between one attraction and the next, I think we just walked out of the the Muppet Show there, and that was near the exit. I mean. It, it's a good quick do this and move on thing, but yeah, I, I would say it gets a one for me as well. Um, so go just, to Barry Hollywood Studios for food. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, uh, Star yeah. Wars Land. Some mention. I mean, some. I mean, did you go to Olga's Cantina while you're there? Or? We so my group didn't really go there. Uh, we we went in just to kind of like look around, but we didn't partake in any of the food. Just kind of got to look for the theming and 
uh, didn't really do any of the rides because I, when we went, I think, I mean, it's, it's been out for a little while, but it was still pretty fresh at that point. And mm-hmm. it was like two or three hours waits for the, for the rides. So I, you know, there's a better use of our day than that. So we'll, we'll get it down the line when it's not so horrendous. All right. Well, let's move I will on give to a shout out, though. I will give a shout out to Hollywood Studios. So when the Rise of Resistance first opened, they were opening up Olga's Cantina at 7 a.m. for patrons to drink. So I, I will respect the, the hustle, Disney. I do respect that. So because people were at 7 a.m. rushing to Olga's because that's like the one place to go. <laughs> I mean, they were doing it before 7 a.m. I remember grand opening day. I just happened to wake up um, like at, you know, at 4 a.m. I just kind of fall back asleep. So I got on Facebook and I saw a lot of my friends in Orlando and I was like, what are they doing at Hollywood Studios? And I, I was like, wait a minute, Rise of Resistance opening today? And I remember seeing on there and uh, people were just posting things at like five in the morning on that day. And then after the fact, they're still doing some at 7 a.m. And it's it's always funny seeing them there during that time. Kind That's of awesome. Jealous, but it's awesome. I respect the hustle. I do too. All right, let's move on to the Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom. So Magic Kingdom uh, too as well, only because similar to Hollywood Studios, I really haven't ate at a lot of places. So a um, lot more than I have at, at Hollywood Studios, but – uh, wait, what did I just score it? I totally forgot. Two? Did I want to be a two? Two it is. Did I say two? Okay, cool. Um, so I ate at, I've ate at the Diamond Horseshoe. Um, I've gotten a, a burger there. Again, nothing to write home about, you know, typical um, food there. I've had Casey Corners. Um, I've had the, the little mini corn dogs, and those are really delicious. It's a nice little snack you can kind of get through. So I, I kind of ranked up a little bit higher. I have, um, I have been at, oh, what's it called? It's, so it's in Frontierland. Ooh. Pecos Bill? Yes, Pecos Bills. I've had there, and I had their fajitas, and they were not bad. Um, definitely not the best food in the world, but um, I would definitely get that over a Disney burger any day, so I'm all about it. And then one of my favorite things to get there, um, two of my favorite things, actually, is one of those cream cheese-filled pretzels. That- <laughs> get at Magic Kingdom and uh, well, we're already Magic Kingdom now I believe I don't and I don't even know if he can still get them there um, we used to be able to get them at Epcot and then of course the Dole Whip um, gotta go with the Dole Whip so I'm gonna go it, it's tough to not put in a three because Dole Whip but it's still gonna be a two for me because there's nothing that really knocks out a park for me at Magic Kingdom nice alright so when it comes to Magic Kingdom the main issue for me is you do not have a lot of quick service restaurants there that get you excited about anything. I mean, you have Be Our Guest for lunch, which if you want to spend your day getting in early to Be Our Guest and not waiting an hour for food, like it's a good quick service choice, but it, like it's not very accessible. So, you know, you've got some, you've got some fine dining there with Cinderella's Castle and and that sort of thing. And I think the snacks are actually pretty solid. Like some of the things theme park stud mentioned with the Dole Whip and, um, you know, the, the bakeries on main street and Casey's corner are fine. Um, but honestly, when it comes to quick service locations, I don't think they have really anything worth, worth to write home about. And like, there's no alcohol. So there's no beer stands because you know, it's how Walt wanted it or whatever, but so I'm going to oh, wow. go ahead and bury it. I'm going to give it a one. 
I, I think Magic Kingdom needs to step their game up when it comes to their food options. Their snacks are okay, but uh, none of their meals get me excited. And that's hard to say when it's like, I know you have a restaurant with Beast Castle and that's, that's awesome, but um, getting in there is a pain in the ass, kind of like getting into the park. So uh, I'm going to give it a one. Um, I, I'm going to roll with a two here. Um, I did uh, have the opportunity to go and have lunch in the castle. Um, food was absolutely fantastic, very visually pleasing, very delicious. Um, I think my only gripe would be it's kind of a limited menu. Uh, you get to pick from, I mean, your, your cost of entry covers everything. Um, you just pick an entree, an appetizer, and a dessert. Um, I think the only upcharge there are some of their drinks. I think they do have some wine in there. Um, but uh, the food is fantastic. Again, just really, as far as the grapes go for the food, um, just kind of limited options for that. Um, the only real, like, going with an all-adult group was a little bit awkward for that because uh, they have a, a performance during the lunch where they, they roll out a bunch of the princesses to meet and greet at each of the tables. And our table was entirely adults. Um, they, you know, they want to come and talk to you and take pictures. So, I, you know, I was a good sport about it. Gave a nice cheesy smile for all the photos. But, uh, you know, in the end, uh, it's probably like if you're going with an all-adult group, you probably steer clear of that because it is pretty sp expensive per head. Um, as far as the only other food I really ate, um, that I can remember, we, we went during the Halloween event um, and we got uh, one of the special um, Haunted Mansion uh, buckets with some cinnamon sugar donuts in it. Um, those were pretty good, but again, nothing to write home about. Um, so, you know, good, not great. Definitely worth trying if you're in the proper scenario to do so. I would definitely bring kids with you to the castle because it was a little unsettling, but you know, it was still fantastic all the same. Um, so that's kind of where my, my thoughts lie on that. Dude, I am a little jealous though. Like I kind of want to like, as a group, like we should booze cruise and then do Cinderella's castle. <laughs> I just like take pictures of princesses. I think that'd be a lot of fun. All right. So last park for food. I think I know what we're going to answer, but let's go on over to Epcot. Theme parks that I drew up. All right. I'm giving it a three. Trace. You know, there's no doubt about it. The best park at Disney World is Epcot when it comes to food and drink. Uh, mainly the drinks, but they have some fantastic food there as well. So, I mean, first off, the World Showcase, that alone just gets a three. You have multiple restaurants there. The Cellier, which I never ate at, but I have had a little bit of their food during Food and Wine. I'm going to have some small stuff there. Um, and, uh, you know, I've had some... I've had some guac over in the La Cava de Tequila. Um, also had drinks everywhere in the country, so it's fantastic. No doubt about it. Get you some food and drink in Epcot. It's a free for me. I'm going to agree with you, Mr. Theme Park Stud. It's a three in every aspect. The drinks, out of this world, awesome. The restaurants, fine dining, amazing. Quick service, amazing. Like, I could go to Epcot every day of the week and still not, like, eat lunch and dinner there every day. I mean, you'd be broke. Still yeah. Sense. You're going to be broke, though. I'd be broke. 
but I wouldn't be satisfied. When you, you talk about theme parks, there's no better food and beverage in the world. So three. Yeah, I'm uh, far and away. It's not even close. Uh, three for me for Epcot as well. Um, we went during food and wine, like I mentioned earlier, and got to try a lot of things in a short span that I wouldn't normally have access to. Um, and actually on a tip from Coaster Bro, uh, which I highly recommend doing, load up gift cards. Because if you're gonna be partaking in beverages, uh, it kind of helps to have a cutoff for yourself. If you're gonna be <laughs> participating in the beverages as well as the food, um, but the food and wine specifically, um, for those who've never experienced it, uh, at the World Showcase, they have little booths set up um, representing different countries uh, with, a, with a few options of food and alcohol representative of those countries. And such a brilliant concept um, just to get like a good sample size. Prices are reasonable for those sample sizes. Um, so many unforgettable things like I, one of my priorities when traveling is, you know, trying something new food wise. And that was, that was heaven for me. So absolutely three, three plus if I could. <laughs> yeah. Food and wine, like in its own, those booths alone would be the best theme bar food in the world. Just with food and wine without the restaurants. It's, I, I it's think so. should open a park or, or just have that run year round as a, as a thing. I think people would go and do it. Yep. All right, so let's move on to the next topic. We're gonna to talk about shows in each park, and this will include nighttime spectaculars if you saw them, uh, rate it how you want it. Um, but let's go Animal Kingdom. Let's keep it theme park stuff. All right, Animal Kingdom, I'm gonna give it a one. Uh, oh, actually, excuse me, I'm gonna give it a two. Um, really don't need to it because of Lion King, Festival Lion King, uh, fantastic show, uh, I've seen it. Um, I do like the street performers that are out there. Um, usually walking around, you always see some people dancing and, and uh, doing that. I have not seen the nighttime shows at all there, so I, I can't really say much on it, but I haven't heard anything too spectacular about it from other people. So I'm going to keep it as at a two. Um, I'm going to agree with you, Theme Parkstead, um, for the same reasons. I think Festival of Lion King and Finding Nemo, their little puppet show, full stage thing they do. Those are must-see attractions, shows. I would put that over some of their like big-time rides, to be honest. So um, I'm going to give it a two. The only reason I don't give it a three is Rivers of Light. I haven't seen it, but I have heard it is hot garbage and not worth a shit. So I'm going to go ahead and give Animal Kingdom while daytime shows are good. They need some work with that nighttime spectacular. Give it a two. Um, I'm kind of running in the same vein. I can only really remember three shows that I saw while I was there. Um, I did see the Lion King show, which uh, as Theme Park Stud mentioned was brilliant. Um, did also see, uh, I don't know if it was there when you guys visited. Um, it was a, uh, a, trying to think of a proper way to phrase this, but a, essentially a presentation of a bunch of birds uh, that included Kevin from Up, um, the big like ostrich thing. Uh, should have gave it a three. 
<laughs> I mean, it, it was really cool to see a lot of the birds, but like, as just consolidating to this category with having so few things to hinge on, I don't know necessarily that that's enough to push it to a three. Um, the other, well, actually, the next thing I mentioned will be a detriment. Like you said, you haven't really heard much great about the light show. Um, we did see it. It didn't blow me away. It was it was a good generic light show, but it wasn't like it might have been a bad angle or something. But it didn't really like. You know, I honestly I forgot they had it until you mentioned it. So we we saw it on our way out, and it was it was good, but nothing right home about. All right, let's uh let's hit up Magic Kingdom. Theme park stud, knock it out, man. Uh, Magic Kingdom for me is also going to be a two. Um, I mean, I have not seen the most recent um, nighttime show, um, and I've just never been the huge parade person myself. So, but overall, I got to give it two just because it does have some great shows, and the old nighttime show was fantastic. I did enjoy it. Um, not phantasm, just fantastic. Um, <laughs> And uh, so overall, I think it's a good park. It has good shows. It's obviously the flagship park. However, for me, it doesn't really float my boat when it comes to that. All right. So Magic Kingdom is tough for me because I'm like, do I give it a two? Do I give it a three? Like, I think it's right there. And the main reason is I think it does have the best nighttime spectacular. Well, I haven't seen it in person. Watched it on YouTube many times with my uh, wonderful wife who loves the show on YouTube and we can't wait to see it in person one day, but happily ever after looks like it is the best nighttime spectacular. And honestly, even wishes like the, the old show there, um, you know, the, the whole setting of projections onto the castle and fireworks behind it. It is the like quintessential like Disney show. Um, other than that, like the daytime shows, there's not like one that you have to go to. I like the kind of streetmosphere thing they got going on in Magic Kingdom with like Dapper Dan's and, you know, Casey's Corner, the pianist on the corner, which is pretty awesome. Um, uh, I think it's the best. Damn it. What I give Animal Kingdom? Secretary, two, fuck. Three. I got to give it a three. Like, it's hard because I I don't know, is Animal King, if Animal Kingdom had the Nighttime Spectacular, I'd get a three. But that Nighttime Spectacular, I think, carries more weight. And while it doesn't have that go-to, like, midday show, you add the Fantasy of Festival Parade where the dragon catches fire and, like, people have to put it out with a fire extinguisher. I think that, that makes it the three. Dragon catching on fire. Three. Um. It's It's going to catch another three for me based on my experience. I went for the Halloween event. Um, so we got to see probably one of the most memorable shows isolated by themselves. The nighttime show was the, uh, the villains, um, deal when we went, I can't remember what the show was called specifically, but it, it included all the villains from all the Disney, uh, movies. And it was a, a really entertaining number, great singers, great performers. Um, the parade was also fantastic. Uh, for the you. uh yeah, booty you and... <sighs> Now the song stuck in my head again. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, as far as like daytime stuff, I, I think Tiki Room is there. It wasn't too bad. Um, kind of consider that one an attraction. All right, that's fair. Um, but, um, you know, those two things, like if you can go during a special event like we did, um, well worth the, the time visiting. Um, 
so yeah it's gonna be and uh yeah i don't think we really hit any other shows while we were there um but the, those two no uh would you consider the uh carnival or carousel of progress uh it's an attraction bro attraction yeah. okay um yeah no then I, i'd still sit with a three because like comparing each of these together is far and away the best shows of all the properties in my opinion i'm glad you brought that up because honestly the seasonal aspects of the shows with the different fireworks during halloween and christmas and hocus pocus like the seasonal events that solidifies the three for me so i'm glad you brought that up yeah i can i can fall asleep tonight now all right let's move to the last part shows at epcot uh we forget about hollywood studios Fuck it, let's go to Hollywood Studios. <laughs> um, so for Hollywood Studios, um, it's going to be a two for me as well. And, um, you know, I think what's cool about this park, and again, I have not seen many of the shows there, but I think it's great that there's a lot of, lot of opportunities to do some meet and greets when it comes to that and different, a lot of different categories. Obviously, they got Galaxy's Edge, they have Pixar, they have a lot of different things out there, which I think is a lot of, is cool for all ages. Um, and then they have one of my favorite nighttime shows, Fantasmic as well. It's a classic. It's it's a good time. A lot of characters dancing, fireworks, and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be a two. All right. I was going to go into this giving it a two, but now that I've looked over everything, I got to give it a three. So I think Fantasmic's great. I think you got the Beauty and the Beast show that happens during the daytime. You've got Indiana Jones, which is solid. Um, I can't count. Uh, what was the old car show they used to have there? Because um, now it's Galaxy. Lights, camera, action. Lights, camera, action was great when I went. Can't count that in the ranking. Used to be a show-heavy park. They've reeled back a little bit, but I still think. Um, you get it? You get it? There. Reeled back like a movie? Yeah. Give it a three. What you got, Jeff? Um, I'm going to give it a two. Uh, we did see the Indiana Jones show. That was really good. Um, the Muppet show was also pretty amusing. Um, and then I believe the only other really performance thing we saw was when we wandered into Toy Story Land and they had a group of the Green Army men uh, yeah. doing some stuff with kids. That was pretty funny to watch. Um, but outside of that, we didn't really participate in a lot of the, the, the show aspects of the park. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was good, but it's going to be a two for me. All right. So we are moving on to Ep Epcot. Yes. Uh, Epcot. Bill needs to keep track for me. Be a, <laughs> it's a one now. Um, it used to be a three for me, but it's a one because Illuminations is not more, um, but RIP my favorite show of all time. But anyways, um, other than that, there's not a lot of great entertainment options. I really do like in the countries, the little small little things that they do in the World Showcase uh, with the little uh, entertainers that come out. I think that's neat to be there, but overall it's not, it's not over the top. If it disappeared, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Um, I do think it has some of the coolest meet and greets there though, out of all the parks because of the backdrop. So, you know, you can meet, uh, um, Bell, you know, in France with you know, with the water in the background, I think that's fantastic and all that kind of stuff. Um, but um, other than that, I didn't. I don't know if you count Turtle Talk with Crush. I don't know if that's still considered attraction. Oh, you gotta count that attraction, man. Yeah, I guess you can, but it's pretty cool. 
but we'll talk about that soon. So, but it's a one for me, unfortunately. Especially with them getting away eliminations. And I yep, have- I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you, Theme Park Stud. Uh, right now, we're just in like this. As of quarantine 2020, we are in a weird transitional phase of them getting out of Illuminations, getting into their new show. So, and when you take that away, like the only thing you can really highlight is World Showcase, small shows, and like candlelight processional and like seasonal concerts. Yeah, it doesn't, it's not, you can't give it, you know, maybe it's two later, but right now it's a one. I, uh, looking at my stuff and I have it set as a one as well. Um, pretty much what I have is confined to uh, some small parts like you guys mentioned uh, in Bits of the World Showcase. We stopped in on uh, something in China. Uh, I don't really know if it was like a history or just kind of an overview of China. Um, oh, did you see like the video? Yeah, it was like in a big circular room. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in Japan. The of China, I think it's called. Uh, yeah, that that sounds right. Um, and then we were like, we were on our way out of Japan, and uh, by one of the pagodas, there was uh, they had a few drummers that were performing. That was actually really really cool to watch. Um, so if you have the opportunity to stop and see that while you're in that section, um, I mean that was cool. But I mean, as far as looking at the park as a whole, not really a lot to to go on for entertainment value based on our visit. Yeah, I think uh, no matter what, you got to look at amping up every piece of entertainment when it comes to Epcot right now. All right, theming. Let's go uh, Magic Kingdom first. With Magic theming. Kingdom first. I mean, I feel like this is pretty obvious, but it's going to be a three. I mean, it is one of the happiest places on earth. Um, you know, you walk in, you're in USA, you see the castle as you know you walk to each of the the lands and you're always nicely themed um so no doubt about it it has to be a three for magic kingdom yeah when you talk about like theme parks like this is like the clone of disneyland so you know main street usa i think i mean it is my favorite themed land of of anything of any park so um with that and you know you think about Frontierland and Ah, gosh, the new Fantasyland is perfect. Like every, every every piece of theming is well thought out there, and uh, it wasn't a a park that was rushed by any means. So I gotta give it a three. Um, I'm also a three. You don't really you can't really tell where the you you don't really see any of the uh, back office stuff interrupting your day. It's everything's t- totally themed. Uh, perfectly themed. Um, Freaking trash is thrown underground. It Sucks just, through it, the it underground. Just, it's the Are you kidding me? For theming. Yeah, it's. Oh. I've never seen. I've never been in a park that was so, uh, you know, perfect as far as that respect goes. It's it's kind of difficult to beat, and I was honestly very very impressed just walking around. All right, let's move on to Epcot. In its current form. Uh, well, Epcot is, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a, it's a two for me because of World Showcase. Um, it's my personal opinion on this. 
see as a park as a whole, that, that park is very dated. Um, you know, it's supposed to be futuristic, you know, the, the city of tomorrow. Obviously, it's very, very old in there, but the showcase, the World Showcase is one of my favorite places in the world to be at. And the theming in each country is always is always nice and it's fun walking around there, just seeing different places. So it's a two for me. Yep. Um Epcot World Showcase is it's is the reason it has any good theming right now. I mean, um even Future World was just it was dated. It was it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And even the new theme that's coming in, I don't know that I buy it. So like I think right now it's a two world showcase. I think should, you could put the front entrance at, at world showcase. And I think you might, you could actually bring that up to a three, to be honest. Um, but it's right now it's just a two. Um, you just, I can't justify a three for a park that is completely being under construction right now. Yeah. And that's kind of what I uh, was noticing for our visit. Uh, if it was isolated to world showcase, it would be a three, but the, there were so many construction barriers up in the front end that like a lot of the, you know, the rides and stuff like confined to themselves were great, but the parts in between where you're walking through a construction site. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Hollywood studios. They finally finished it. Uh, yeah. So obviously I have not been there since it um, opened. But um, what I would have to say about it is, you know, I mean, I'm sure, Gal again, I haven't been there, so I can't really judge, but I feel like Galaxy's Edge would be <laughs> very, uh, very good. Um, I've heard great things about it. So with me knowing what I've known, I mean, I'm going to give it a two, but I'm sure it would be a three if I've seen it in, in today's form. Uh, I have issues with Hollywood Studios, so... I feel like it's a part that's never figured out what the hell it is. Even now, even after they finished it, you walk in, you go to the right and it's like old school studio. Like you have tower of terror and rock and roller coaster. And like that part feels kind of authentic. And then you have a Chinese theater with Mickey's runaway railroad, which is like, eh, kind of works. And then <laughs> toy story land is cool. I think that's a cool theme and like Star Wars land sure it's immersive but I freaking hate Star Wars so like I don't I'm not excited about it even though you know you can say it's the most immersive land or whatever you know I still think that Diagon Alley is a better land um, I just think they did it better um, again I haven't been to Star Wars land so you know throw tomatoes at me in the comments or whatever but um, I'm gonna go ahead and bury it and give it a one I, I think it's even when you look at it from a wide view, what the hell is Hollywood Studios? You've got two huge IPs where they did like immersive lands with, and then like, here's the old part of like the classic Hollywood Studios, which I don't know, it's just muddled and confusing to me. Uh, I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, as far as theming goes, it's a little disjointed between spots. Like I, I get the, the, the whole, the individual pieces contributing to the one, but it's, there's not, the, the segueing between parts is kind of weird. Like the, so getting to Star Wars land, for example, you walk through like along what feels like a sewer tunnel. 
to get there. Like that separates it from the rest of the park. And it's just, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be kind of a, a funky thing. Like I get, you know, Hollywood Studios, what it is. But as far as, you know, all the parts by themselves are great, but it's just kind of a, it's like putting ice cream on spaghetti. What was your score on that one more time? One. Okay, cool. All right, and the last part that we have is Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom for me is going to be a three. Love the park. Um, I think, you know, just, just walking in, it's just a beautiful park, you know, especially when you go, you know, and you go up the hill, you go around and you see this, the tree of life. I think that's a cool little entryway. Um, Pandora, that area is beautiful and just the whole park's just enjoyable to walk around. So it's a three for me. I'm with you. I got to give it a three. It's seamless from area to area. Like even they somehow made Pandora fit and I don't understand how that happened. But, uh, you know, it took some fantasy land and made it believable with the park and you were still in this land. Like I wouldn't say it's the most immersive land I've ever been in. Like maybe it's top three, but um, I don't know. It's just the way that park's put together is insanely well thought out and it's just seamless. It works. Customer, have you been in Pandora? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. dog. <laughs> uh, it's also going to be a three for me. Um, kind of revisiting what you guys said. Um, I mean, there's, I mean, it feels like you're in a, I'm trying to think of the words to use, but basically feels like you're out in the wild. And there just happens to be some some rides and restaurants out there, and it's you know they're masked well and everything blends and it's just it, it's a very well themed park, everything fits and kind of like you said, Pandora is just kind of like a, a puzzle piece that fit perfectly and wasn't there before and it just blends right in. So much better than Camp Mini Mickey. <laughs> I, just, I don't know how they. I don't know. It's amazing. I don't know how they did it. All right, let's go to the moment we've all been waiting for. Rides and attractions of Disney World. And we'll start off with the Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom. I I'm gonna have to go with a I'm gonna go with the three for this. You know, it has a lot of good rides. Um for Disney World itself. I mean it has Pirates of the Caribbean, um, Splash Mountain. Big Thunder Railroad, all those, all those rides is just fantastic. Um, I mean, um, Seven Dwarfs, Fine Train, it's a lot of fun. Um, the Jungle Cruise, uh, and one of my favorites as well, Carousel Progress. Um, yeah, so good. Sick, but it's just, it's amazing for what it is. So, number three for me. Yep, hate to say it, but it is a three. Um, I don't like getting into the park. I think that's a pain in the ass, but Space Mountain, Big Thunder, I mean, all the classics that Theme Park Stud just mentioned. You also have People Mover, which you don't get that at, like, Disneyland, which I know we're not comparing, but, um, ah, damn it, you can't, you, you can't really point out a flaw. That's uh, a three. Yeah, uh, three for me as well, in short. Um personal favorite ride from the visit was Haunted Mansion. Um, I didn't get to ride it when we visited the park in 
uh, California because we were in the lead up to Halloween. So it was being uh, rejuvenated or fixed or what have you. But uh, it was, we, we actually did have the, uh, the opportunity to go into a little bit of downtime in the section where you overlook the dining room and they're all dancing and they're all, they're all just continuing on their sequence. So that was pretty funny. That's a great um, place to stop. <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic. It was it was perfect. Uh, but it was, you know, that was a great ride from start to finish. Um, Carousel of Progress, like you mentioned. Uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad was real good. Um, oh, and you, we can't go the whole podcast without mentioning the Small World Ride. Um, it's the gates to hell, but I love it. it. There's something about it that just... You know, when you think about the history of that ride, well, you know, some people may find it boring. Um, there's so many Easter eggs in it. So. Yeah. And, you know, shout out to Splash Mountain, too. That was a good time. Um, not really normally a big water ride guy, but I was able to escape fairly dry on that. It's still had a good time. I think it's the best water ride in the world. So yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's go to Epcot in its current state. I have to keep saying that. Yeah, it's going to be a two for me. Um, it's a stretch. Uh, I mean, you got you got Test Track, you have Soarin'. Um, I personally like Total Talk with Crush. Um, so got some some weird, I mean, you got Frozen in it as well. Um, obviously, the future is going to hold a lot, lot better things. But you got some fun classic rides. Well, actually, never mind. One just closed down. Um, but Spaceship Earth was great. Uh, but then you also got living with the land, which is educational at the same time. So it's a big stretch, but it's a two. This one's hard for me because, like, you do have some star attractions like Test Track, and I love Journey to Imagination. Uh, Frozen, I think, is great. But when I look at, if I take a step back and look at all the parks, and I, I look at the attraction lineup, and you know, with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy not being open yet, no Ratatouille yet. This is uh, I'm gonna have to. This is gonna be my one. So, I just, I think it's the weakest of the four parks. I, uh, I'm gonna go with a two on this. Um, it did have some good bits in the front end. Um, the uh, the one I wasn't expecting to love as much as I did was the uh, journey into imagination with Figment. Um, we actually did ride that multiple times. It was a good time. Um, it's so goofy, <laughs> but it's such a, it just puts a smile on your face and you can't help it. Um, Mission Space was a good time. I would highlight uh, to make sure you're actually in good shape to handle the more intense version of it. Um, did have an impact on the person I rode with. Um, and then Soren was a little overrated for me personally. Agreed. Um, it just, it felt like riding around on a drone, which for me wasn't really much of anything. Uh, Spaceship Earth was a good time. Personally, I really liked Test Track and the experience leading up to it, getting to design your own car and stuff. Um, you know, some some good stuff here and there, but uh, it could do with more volume of rides, like you said. Hopefully, Guardians of the Galaxy adds pretty positively to that. So, but I, I I don't think it's so low that it would be a one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a two on it. All right, 
Moving on to Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios. So last time I was there, nothing was reopened. So I had not been on, you know, anything that's opened in the last two years. So, but I've heard fantastic things about Rise of the Resistance. I've heard it's the best ride Disney's ever done. Um, and a lot of people have told me that say it is true. So just because that ride alone, I'm going to give it a three. And I'm going to take people's word for it because I'm sure it is amazing. For which ride? Rise of the Resistance at Hollywood Studios. Mm. Yes. I've heard the show. I've heard of everything about that attraction. It is just hands down amazing. Um, I would agree with you on hearing about that ride. Like, I'm not a Star Wars fan. All right, so for me with Hollywood Studios, like I'm not a Star Wars fan, but I also recognize that Rise of the Resistance is, it, I'm not gonna say the best attraction in the world, but I will say like the uh, ride technology with it, that's good. Like it's gonna be good no matter what. Um, so mix that with Mickey's Runaway Railway, which actually looks pretty freaking awesome. After the, I've watched the POV about 25 times. My wife's obsessed with it. Um, we've decided that's going to be a good time. But it's all off of speculation off right now because I haven't been there in a while. Um, but I will say Hollywood Tower of Terror, I think, is still one of the best attractions in Disney World. So I can't give it a three quiet because just it's not enough attractions and not enough of them are iconic. I don't really like Rock and Roller Coaster. But... I can't give it a, anything less than a two with the Rise of the Resistance and their lineup. So I'm going to give it two. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, two as well. Um, the Tower of Terror was as great as I expected. The only downside was we uh, it went into it, it dropped to just one of the shoots working um, yeah. while we were in line. So it uh, it was it was a while for us to wait for that. Um, I believe we did the uh, the Toy Story Mania as you know, good shooter. The I don't, I don't know what those are called. Pew uh, pew pew. Yeah, those. Um, <laughs> it's a dark ride, bro. Yes, I, I'm having a hard time right now. <laughs> um, Slinky Dog Dash was a good family coaster. Uh, you know, I'd probably hit it as soon as possible in your day because it was uh, a long wait for a short ride. Um, but yeah, uh, nothing horrible, just nothing really stood out. Um, I, I rock and roller coaster was all right, but it's by no means not going to crack any top tens for me. So unless it's top 10 rides at the park, because I don't even think we rode 10 rides. <laughs> so. so that's a two, right? Yeah, that'd be a two. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to the last park, Animal Kingdom attractions. Animal Kingdom for me. Oh, it's hard. I think it's gonna be a it's gonna be a three for me because it has a good little lineup. I mean Flight of the Passage is my favorite Disney ride I've been on. Obviously, I think Rise of the Resistance is going to blow it out of the water whenever I do ride it. 
Um, but then you got Expedition Everest, which is one of my favorite Disney roller coasters. And it has a great dark ride of Dinosaur. I mean, it's a great park in it. It's, I love the storyline. I think it's real cheesy, and I think it's fun to ride from time to time. So overall, it ended, uh, um, the Safari ride is always enjoyable, too. So I think it has a good mix of a little, little bit of different things, and I think you get a good day out of it. This is the hardest one, I think. Because it's so in between two and three for all the reasons that theme parks that is said. Like, you throw in it's tough to be a bug, and does that bump it up to a three? Then you got these freaking dueling spinning coasters for no freaking reason in Dino Land. Um, when you look at the whole lineup, it needs another coaster to be a three, it needs another e ticket to make it a three. So I'm gonna give it a two. Um, I'm also sitting on a two for that section for Animal Kingdom. Um, Expedition Everest was pretty good. Um, Dinosaur, we had <laughs> kind of a, downtime was a theme for us. Um, pretty, like, pretty much after the initial uh, portion after the uh, dispatch, uh, it went down and it didn't come back up. So uh, we, we were walked out um they did give us a free fast pass for another ride that wasn't uh flight of passage so um i don't remember what we used it on but uh i did really enjoy it's tough to be a bug um we did do the navi river journey which was very very visually pleasing we just it was a long wait for another shorter ride um i don't think we got to do primeval world um thank god but <laughs> I uh, I did really enjoy the uh, the safari was pretty good. Um, the animals were really out and about. It was really nice when we went, so it was nice to see them doing something other than laying down. So yeah, it's two for me. All right, so we have graded everything. So now it's time to turn it over to our my wonderful wife and part-time secretary who's been keeping score of all of our top parks and the ranking that we went, you know, all the way through. So we'll go ahead and turn it over to her and she will let us know the results. It has been so exciting. <laughs> Ooh, that last round really decided some stuff, you guys. <laughs> Do you guys want to know your individual scores first or your group score? Let's go individual first. Well, let's start with theme parks, Deb. You did a nice job leading off every single park. You have a tie for first and a tie for last. So this <laughs> conversation is really important. <clears throat> Can you guess what your two lowest parks are? Uh, Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. Your lowest parks are Epcot and Hollywood Studios for a total of eight out of 12. Your highest rated parks are Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom and they're tied. And it was really exciting because what it was gonna uh, be based off was for attraction. So when you were like between it's a two or a three, you like you would have had an Magic Kingdom as your top if you would have given Animal Kingdom a two. It kind of looks like on paper, um, it's Epcot's shows and it's theming and it's like it's all just kind of flat kind of like you i mean if you're gonna say disney hollywood studios has the best ride the rest of it's flat so it kind of evens out there 
Are you surprised? No, not too much because yeah, there's not a lot going on at Epcot minus the food right now and drinks. So I oh, <laughs> what a cliffhanger. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> All right, let's go and move to Coaster Bro. You have a tie for last and a clear first place. So there is there is a second place here. Okay. I feel like my top and I hate to say it, but I actually like looking back on my scores, like Magic Kingdom is number one. Magic Kingdom is a strong <laughs> number one for you with a total of ten out of twelve. You buried it on food and drink, but everything else you gave straight threes. Shit. Your second love is Animal Kingdom. You you think it's great, but the theming is what really pulls it ahead for you. Epcot and Hollywood Studios, you agree with Theme Parks that it's just kind of flat right now. Where there where there where one peaks, the other balances it out mm -hmm. across the rubric. Ouch. And then Jeff, Jeff, you have a first, second, third, and fourth. Way to go. First try. Do you know what your first place is? It's Magic Kingdom. It is out of 11 out of 12. You only took one point away for food and drink. Way to go, bud. Numerically, it would be Magic Kingdom, but if, like, today you asked me, I could only go to one park one every day for the rest of the year, it's going to be Epcot for me. Well, that's surprising because it's your third place score. It kind of seems like <laughs> Animal Kingdom would be your next one with a 9 out of 12, and you also... Uh, Disney Hollywood Studios is confidently in your last place at 50% with six out of 12. Yeah. So you're not right. You actually love Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom. All right. Just thought you should know. If you want me to All argue right. with what you actually said, I can tell you. Oh, no, no, that's, that's fine. <laughs> On paper, you're not wrong. That being said, even though a lot of you guys had ties, your overall scores come out to absolutely destroying Disney Hollywood Studios, it is in last place with 21 out of a possible 36. Barely ahead of it, thanks to like its perfect score in food, is Epcot with 23 out of 36. Second place, Animal Kingdom, 28 out of 36. And you guys, your number one park, your number one destination is Magic Kingdom with 31 out of 36 points. You love the attractions, you love the shows, you love the theme, the food you leave out. But way to go, you guys. You love Magic Kingdom. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not surprised by that. I feel like that's pretty normal when it comes to these parks. I mean, at the end of the day, Magic Kingdom does check off most of those boxes, so I'm, I'm not really too shocked with that. I think we had to stop doing a podcast off of that because that was awful. Like, <laughs> I, like if I were to just rank the parks right now, like Magic Kingdom would be like a solid third place for me. Because yeah. uh, I guess one, one thing we didn't put in was like convenience factor of like, it sucks ass to get there. Well, we didn't even talk about nostalgic factor. Like, I mean, Epcot to me, I'll probably give it five points because I just love that park. So uh, even though it's on my bottom, my, one of my last, tied for last, but... It is what it is. So it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, Magic Kingdom is the best park, best Disney park in freaking Florida. So uh, time to bury our heads in the sand for a while. And uh, anyway, if you guys actually care about what we say, go ahead and follow us on social media. Uh, we're on TikTok, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and now on YouTube. Um, our website by the time you hear the show it's going to be live so new website alert coastercuzzies.com go check it out while it's in blog post up 
and uh, it's going to be great. So thanks for listening. We appreciate Jeff. Thanks for joining us for these past two shows. It's been a wonderful time. Thanks for your input. And also shout out to my wife for keeping score and uh, giving us a fine conclusion. (laughs) We all agree that Magic Kingdom is the best park in Disney World. Yay. She's like a villain right now, happy to deliver the news. But thanks for listening, y'all. Well, you know what to do, America. Say fly. What he said. <laughs>